0: So this is the Self-Development and with Tactics Book. So this one's gonna be about an ideas.dat.com that. That. Never mind the article <laughs> uh, Always exact same fucking shit with the dots and tots and you know, T and D and whatsoever But yeah, uh, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast And um, as you've heard already in the intro, we are actually going ahead or going through an ideas.tet.com website um, It has been a while, you know, since I've gone through one of these, but they're still pretty fucking great, you know even though, you know, we could debate about whether just the James Clear articles are better or the TUT articles are better, well, it comes up, I guess, you know. uh, They both have just really great articles. And yeah, uh, you've probably seen a little bit of the article itself actually in the intro because the screen is somehow transparent. Um, But yeah, I'll show you. So this is actually what we're going through today, which is nature can be as engaging as video games. So how to help kids fall in love with the outdoors. So I don't assume that you have kids. I do not have kids. I'm fucking 18. Uh, well, no, this just doesn't mean anything, but I do not have a kids, you know. Um, but I still think this could be just pretty valuable to people, especially if it's about just feeling like, Uh, doing something I guess you know because sometimes I myself have the feeling that well you know I just you know fuck around with the day you know I'm just not doing anything the whole day long and then I just feel bad about it and uh, something that helped me I think two years ago it actually was or one year ago um, was actually being outside and taking photos I think it was two years ago but I don't remember I really don't but I think um, it, it really helped me like it was just something that was an, an everyday doing, something that I just did every single day. I just, you know, stood up, did some some fucking shit, watched some YouTube, some, 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 some boring stuff actually. And then I went outside just, you know, in the woods, because there are just some woods in front of my window, and I just went there, just went through the city, whatever, just photographed. Everything that I found was cool, and it just really helped me doing something, I guess. That somehow made sense. Somehow wasn't that just only wasted time? But ah um, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> um, it was just really fun, I guess. And and you know, well, it could also just or only be the thing that I was just excited about it was excited about just going out doing something and actually this is something that I hope this article will bring to me again and or to you again or to you because I guess this is actually somehow the truth that uh, the outdoors can really be engaging you know and not only video games but let's actually see let's fucking see what it is all about So, nature can be as engaging as video games. How to help kids fall in love with the outdoors by Daryl Chen. It is actually from the science section. Yeah, and this picture, as you can see, is from Justin Tram. It's a nice one. You know, they always have those great illustrations, those great pictures. But yeah, I'll just go ahead with reading. You don't need to go to a national park to help your kids fall in love with nature. With nature. A walk around the block can be enough. Tech also doesn't have to be the enemy. Instead, use it as a tool to enhance their awe. Their awe, says science communicator Scott Sampson. So this post is part of TED's How to Be a Better Human series, each of which contains a piece of helpful advice from someone in the TED community. Browse through all of them here. Um, yeah, I think I've just read them 100 times. I've read the fucking <laughs> paragraph so fucking often. Bye. So, growing up, Scott Sampson, the paleontologist, paleo paleontologist, never mind, and CEO of Science World in Vancouver, Canada, went on annual camping trips to the Rocky Mountains with his family. However, this wasn't where he. However, this was not where I fell in love with nature. He recalls in a X Langley at talk. That happened close to home. Looking for rocks in the backyard playing kids, kids that chan in the neighborhood. Bush, bushwhacking in the local forest. Samson who grew up in Vancouver says. I still remember my mother kicking me outside on a Saturday. And telling me to come back and when the streetlights come out. Or came out. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing the door lock behind me as I walked away. <laughs> Just go away you fucker. No. Um... But I guess, you know, it is, It is. I think, actually something that a lot of people just think like, okay, you know, back in the days we all just went out and stayed out all day long. We weren't at home as all the fucking kids nowadays and whatever, which I think is somehow bullshit, you know. I don't have any just, well, uh, points to to somehow speak against that. You know, it is the case, you know, we are staying more inside. This is also something that I notice with kids we are just staying more inside you know it always depends on where you're living you know in cities you just well you know actually not you know um i just want to say that in cities you're probably not going to be as much outside as just when you are in a village or something where just nature is around basically but i guess in cities there is actually a high temptation of, of actually going out because There's a lot to look at, you know, whether it be just, you know, meeting your friends and just being around in the city and whatever. I guess, you know, this is also something that people do, but um, still something different than being in a village, I assume, I guess. Um, But as I initially want to say, you know, a lot of people think about just all these stay inside kids are so bad, they're so fucked up and whatever, but I kind of feel like, you know, this is just today's generation maybe you know this is just what they do you know we also me uh, I've been just I've been just you know for me it actually is the case that I've been outside and I've been at home quite equally I would say you know I I was just still really happy to be outside you know play some soccer this is just something that I incredibly loved and, and still love but um, but yeah you know for me it was just equally kind of split between those two But but I still don't think that, you know, those people and or this generation is bad. You know, it's the same thing as, you know, generation X or generation Y or the baby boomers have thought about the just generation that was after them. You know, I think every generation is going to just talk bad about the next one. You know, unless they're just really better. But yeah, you know, they're still going to be different. And I don't know, maybe somehow people just demonize differences and the difference between them and you know other things but I just guess that it is what it is you know and and unless we are healthy in our older generations and not somehow um well handicapped physically you know which might you can assume by just viewing people that are sitting around just all day long you can just think okay they're gonna be just some disabilities or something probably there are I don't know I think there really are um but yeah, you know, unless we are healthy, unless everything is okay, unless it is good, why would you fucking complain? Yeah, like, yeah. Number one is health, I would assume. Um, but yeah, let's see. Actually, the screen is too big. Pretty interesting. Oh. Um, even though he knows it's not possible for today's children to have that freedom, he encourages parents to help kids fall in love with nature, just like he did. Um, through direct experience. He recommends three steps that we, along with the children in our lives, can take to connect with nature, which could be particularly great, I guess. You know, I I really love to somehow think about the world and, you know, how the world is nowadays and then whatsoever uh, compared to how it initially was, you know, before we had all the buildings, before we had cars, before we had anything, like just being a caveman, you know, I like this kind of f- thinking because we were deeply connected connected with nature, I assume at least, you know, I, I, I really guess, I don't know, you know, I'm not really educated in space, even though I just, you know, I would like to, I guess, because it is really interesting for me. Um, but still, I think we have just been way more connected and way better connected with nature, just as we were cavemans or just as we weren't like just industrialized and 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 whatsoever so it could be actually a good thing to connect with nature again to well i don't know maybe this is some esoteric bullshit could also be the case (laughs) i do not want to lie but um but yeah you know let's actually have a look at step one which is i always click the wrong one which is notice Uh, We don't need to invest in outdoor equipment or an expensive vacation to get started. According to Samson, also the author of How to Raise a Wild Child. We just need to notice what's actually, that's a great name. How to Raise a Wild Child, just only because of this this rhyme in the end. Just wild and, and child. Good idea, actually. And a good one. And actually, this is some marketing principles could also be the case. I don't know. I think it's just good. So we just need to notice what's around us, even if we live in a city. Too often these days we walk right isn't it about mindfulness just I think it's just mindfulness, yeah. Um, So too often these days we walk right past amazing natural events, he says it could be a butterfly or a branch, a hawk hunting silently overhead, it could be a beautiful evening sky. Whatever the clouds are doing at any given moment, you can rest assured or assured that they will never be exactly the same ever again. It turns out just taking a kid for a walk around the block can be a powerful experience. And there has to be emphasized can. It can be a powerful experience. It can be a great experience. It can be something, I guess. But it doesn't have to be. Like, for sure, there are going to be just some fucked up days. There are going to be some days you are not really mindful. You know, you're not really actually giving a fuck about what's around you. It's what it is, you know, and I just really hear some people just being like, you know, that's just what it is when you're only listening to music all fucking day long, whatsoever. Could be the case, you know, I am really don't want to say that this is just total bullshit, but it's like, you know... Something that I clearly see is that people demonize fucking technology. And I think that's just pretty much fucked up. Like, it would be the same thing as just demonizing the drugs that we're having to stay healthy. And just not die because of a flu or something. You know, just people do not kind of fuck with that either. So, you know, just don't fuck with fucking technology in in general. Like, you know, phones are not bad. You know, and then computers are not bad. They totally have an upside. Have an upside or an upside actually... Um, but you know for sure also a downside you know I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna just well live in a fantasy world where everything is fine and everything is okay for sure it's not you know unless you just really what's the word uh, have the right perspective I guess you know if you just really view only the good things you're just gonna see the good things something that I've been talking about way too often I guess (laughs) Uh, yeah let's actually move ahead move along Actually, I had. So E. E O. Wilson first stumbled upon the complex society of ants as a child when he saw them emerging near a sidewalk in Pensacola, Florida. I don't know that. Uh, And he went on to become the world's foremost expert in that insect and an eminent Harvard University biologist. When Samson himself was a kid, his mother brought him to a nearby pond because she would hear it had tadpoles. What are tadpoles or tadpoles? The tailed aquatic lava of an amphibian, frog, tot, newt, or salamander, breathing through grills and lacking legs until the later stages of its. Ah! I see. Good, there is actually a translation. <laughs> Even though I didn't need it. Never mind. Uh, good to know. Good to know. Um, uh, Where is it? Can't see it. Yeah, there is it. So, when they got there, he saw nothing. Then he says, I stepped into the water and I could see that these little things move around. And I realized there were thousands of tadpoles in the water. His mother urged him to stand in the pots up to his chest. Samson says, "Now I promise you, now I promise you, this is not something that most mothers would ca- would condone today, but it was a life-changing experience for me. And that pond surrounded by thousands of tadpoles, I had this experience of of oneness, is it oneness? But it's not honor like with an age honor, the factor state of being unified or whole." Oh, she so was. Oh, so he was one. Oneness, the dif- well, the experience of oneness with the pond, like there was no difference between the pond and me, and that experience has stuck, or has been stuck with me my whole life. Long. No fucking, mind. <laughs> cringy shit. My fault. Um. I guess, you know, that whole experience is that I think everybody has experiences that are just stuck with them or with, yeah, with them their whole life long. And I'm just thinking like, you know, one of these experiences that I for sure have is actually swimming one of my friends out of, out of a fucking just lake actually, because he wasn't able to swim. And we stupid motherfuckers have had the idea, okay, just let's get into the, sea because there was somehow a little island like a plastic island where you could just sit on and relax on whatever and we used some sort of surfing board actually it wasn't a boat it really was a surfing board surfing board and we just you know took it and went to this little island there and then it just you know of course is it dripped away i don't know you know just it went just you know it went away through the the, the the dynamics the lake has you know whatever it is called um, and of course, we thought like you know, I know we are just way too lazy to actually get the boat and then just you know take our friend with us and and then just you know just drive basically to the uh, to the side of the lake. You know, we of course just decided, okay, let's jump right into it because it is totally okay. You know, you can't swim, but we're just gonna learn it is by just throwing you into cold water. Ha ha ha! Great joke. <laughs> Um, It was just a fucking stupid idea, you know, it was really a stupid idea, you know Fortunately, I can say, well, it was not my idea, but I also didn't do something about it, you know In the end, everything turned out to actually me swimming my friend out of the fucking lake It was exhausting, you know, it was really not that easy, you know Especially because my friend was just weighing way more than I, you know Way more is a little overdone, but he was weighing more than I was, because I'm naturally pretty skinny, you know, and it was hard work, you know, it was really hard work, it was not something easy, and, you know, the worst thing about it was, I think, I actually had had once the thought of actually letting him, well, drown, basically, so that I don't drown, because obviously, he was also pressing me down, and it was exhausting, and I had just also the fear of dying, you know, quite obviously, you know, but in the end, everything was okay. You know, he threw up, which was, well, fucked up, because he just, you know, drank a lot of water. And then he threw up, and, you know, it was disgusting, of course. But <laughs> but we all live now, and we still live. And and we have survived, which, well, you know, it's great that we survived. You know, like, nothing to, to talk about that, but, um, but it was fucking dumb. Please don't do that. If somebody is not able to swim, please just... Don't go into the fucking water. Because chances of dying are actually just really high. So we can start by developing our own simple habits and one that could open up our perspectives. Samson suggests, when you step outside the door in the morning, pause for 10 seconds. Ask yourself questions like, what does the air feel like? How many different kinds of birds can I hear? And what are the clouds doing? Most important, he says, do this with kids because there is the deal. Kids value what we value. And if you don't value the natural world and show that you care about it, it is highly unlikely the kids will. Because obviously, you know, actually, something that I've realized, you know, as a parent and, and I think also as a sibling, you just have such a big, uh, such a big responsibility you know, for, well, just spitting around like crazy, um, for what this kid's gonna be. Like, yeah, you know, if you just eat shit, this kid's also gonna eat shit. You know, unless there's some, 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 some intolerances or something like this, so that the kid can't eat anything shit. But you know, if well, it, it really is like okay, the kid's gonna be just well, you know, at least in the beginning. You know, I am not talking about purity where people just naturally change, but um, in the really beginning, the kid's gonna be just like the whole just. You know, the, the, the other part of the family is. You know, if it's all about just laying around all day long at home, the kids are also going to do this. If it's about being a super athlete, the kids are also going to be athletic, at least. You know, we're not going to say it's going to be an an athlete, but this kid's going to be just really athletic. I at least assume. So I, I really guess it is the case. And I think I, I see it as well, you know, which is sometimes really fucked up you know especially when you just see parents or families without judging I'm, I'm really not um that maybe clearly aren't doing it right even though you know I'm really not the person nobody should I guess uh judge parents by how they're parenting you know because first of all I'm not a parent you know the good thing is I got parented as well so I do just can't talk as well um But, uh, yeah, you know, they're doing their shit, I'm doing my shit, and I should not judge them, you know, and I should also not judge myself. Step two, engage. We need to allow kids to interact with the natural world so they can learn from it. For little kids, a stick and a puddle, or their feet and a puddle, are enough. As they get older, it is great to find activities that allow them to demonstrate increasing competence. Things like fishing or skiing or hiking. Samson says, Too often these days when it comes to engaging in nature, we hear the word no from parents. No, don't throw that rock. No, put down that stick. No, get out of that tree. By preventing them from engaging in risky play, we are preventing them from learning how to navigate risk. A skill they will desperately need as a teenager and the rest of their lives. The bigger risk is not letting them engage the bigger risk is not letting them engage in this kind of play. And I believe in this, you know, uh, I really believe in this. So rather than being helicopter parent, being a helicopter parent, think about being a hummingbird parent, suggests Samson. Sit on the periphery, zoom in only when necessary, which isn't very often. And zoom back out again. And as kids get older, increase the distance between you and them to give them greater independence. Another way to stoke... Yeah, it's stoke... Kids' interest in the outdoors, tell them tell them about your own encounters. The time you saw an eclipse went apple-picking, clamming or cramming, collected daddy-long legs, spiders or grew an avocado tree after making guacamole, then provide them with opportunities to start collecting their own stories, Samson says, and I do believe that experiences are so fucking valuable. You know, just give a fuck about the materialistic bullshit you could buy. You know, give a fuck about the new phone. Just go on a vacation. You know, just learn something for your fucking life. Also, I think the same case maybe with books. You know, if books are clearly an experience for you, just invest in books. Read fucking books and give a fuck about just new, new shit that you just do not need even. If you need something, I really do not want to argue. Uh, just get it, I guess. You know, if you need it, buying it, of course. You know, but always, you know, I'm always on a budget. Like I, I will always budget, and I guess this, this is gonna stick with me my whole lifelong, which is not something bad necessarily. Sometimes it's just pissing me off because I clearly always have to see to, to, to actually get the best price and get the best product for the buck and whatever. It really could, you know, it, it really is pissing me on sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, but. Uh, But, yeah, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, but I really believe just having experiences and collecting experiences is very important. It really is important, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Where have I stopped? Um... Samson says, parents are often nervous about taking kids in nature because they know that those kids are going to ask questions and they, will, and they are afraid they are not going to know the answer. I, I can't think of that. You know, I, I really believe that some people and some parents actually have that problem and have that kind of thinking. You know. Even though I, I do just have to say, okay, no. I think it's, it's not bad if you do not have an answer. Like, Well, just tell them to Google it. If you do not have an answer. And and, you know this is just the best. You know something that we just have. Is fucking Google and internet and all these things. And we should need it. Or we should use it. We need it and we should also use it. Also with the kids I guess. And I'm just teaching them how to use it. And how they just gain knowledge I guess. Through this medium that's probably going to stick around. For a few years, you know, I don't know how Google is going to look like in 50 years or something, but it's still going to be there. I assume, you know, in some some kind of form, you know, it could also just have a different name like Google. Or <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be called Google, you know, because they decide, you know what, let's just uh, not use just English letters just use use and and use and as and you know, all this shit but yeah you do not need to know any answer questions are far more powerful Some of that I heard before I think we actually have a long we actually have a bit to go it pisses me on a little bit that I'm not able to finish this one but yeah so for example Samson and his daughter Jade then seven should I actually stop this here So that we do just have something to go with for the next one. No, I don't. So I don't think so. So, for example, Samson his daughter Jade, then Seven went on a hike one day. He cautions, never go on a hike with kids. It doesn't end well. Instead, he advises, call it an adventure. He recalls, we were a few minutes in and we saw one of my favorite birds, a great blue heron. Well, actually, I want to see this fucking bird. The grey-blue herein I assume that it's just looking... Well, I, I think... You don't see it that often, you know, but it's... I don't know, like... I really don't know, like, okay, it's, it's a cool bird, and, and... Whatsoever, but I yeah, you know, it's... It's okay, I guess. It's really not something well that amazing. And even though he, he looks cool with his little... There you can see it the best. Um, with his little kinda thing there. I mean, this one. Uh, on the back of his head, it looks cool somehow, I... Think, at least. Never mind. <laughs> um, let's see. Now I do just have way too much windows there. Thank you. Um, Jade saw it and turned me, turned to me and said, "Daddy, what's that bird?" And I took every ounce of my biologist training not to give her, not to give her not only the common name of the bird but the scientific name, its diet and the habitat that it lives in. But on this particular day, I said, "I don't know." What do you think it is? And she said, I think it's a heron. And I said, well, what do you think it's doing? She said, I think it's hunting. I said, what do you think it's hunting for? And she looked up, she looks up at me and said, rodents. What are rodents? A gnoming mammal of an order that includes rats, mice, squirrels, hamsters, and whatsoever. So Samson told Jade, they should wait and see what happens, he says, it was almost as if it was, an, it was on cue. Within two minutes, this amazing large bird did that slow motion sand like bow until it got close to the ground. And it emerged with a mole in its back. Or beak? Beak? Um, after they got home, Jade looked in a nature guide and found out the bird's exact name. Samson says she still remembers it to this day and she is 16 years old. Let's rewind the tape. What if we said, what if we, what, what if we, what if when she had said, "Daddy, what's the bird?" I said, "Hey, that's a great blue heron," and we kept right on working. Blah 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 blah. It would have been a missed opportunity. But no uncommon or photogenic animals are necessary to launch an exploration. You can do the same with the pigeons, or pigeons, starlings, or squirrels you see on the sidewalk. The flies, bees, and mosquitoes that infiltrate your home. Or the crickets, kirkades, and flies that are here chirping, buzzing, and blinking. Ask kids. I'm very sorry. Ask kids. uh, What do they eat? Where do they sleep? What are their most important abilities? And which animals are their enemies? Actually great. Actually great. And the next time, which is actually tomorrow, we're going to go ahead with step three, which is wonder. Wonder, 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 and I see a mistake there, but yeah. Yeah, it's been a great one, I guess, you know, and I could really maybe contribute you and, and your kids or yourself. I think in general, asking yourself questions is pretty, yeah, pretty strong, pretty, uh, pretty amazing, like pretty just great. Yeah, but with that being said, thank you very much for listening and or watching. And yeah, I wish you the best health, well, health, happiness and success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. Because you totally have it in your control. Your legacy, you know. Uh, even though I do just have to say that we can't serve everyone. Which means that we, you know, we aren't able to just let everyone like us. There's always going to be someone that just doesn't like you. Doesn't like me. Doesn't like just everyone, anyone. But yeah. Being kind and and generous and so on is important. Thank you.